Welcome back, everyone, to the Risk Intel podcast, powered by SRA, where we share risk intelligence with experts across the banking industry. I'm your host, Ed Vincent, Executive Vice President at SRA. Hello, welcome to today's episode of the Risk Intel podcast. It gives me great pleasure to welcome uh, Shay Gardner from the Risk Management Association. Shay, thanks for being with us today. Ed, thanks for inviting me. Shay, you uh, join us here um, with quite a bit of deep risk management and uh, background here, working with the RMA for 13 years. Um, I know you had a background in finance prior to joining the RMA, and then when you, you, when you joined the association, began in the accounting area, but then quickly moved into the credit products area uh, and you know, has been part of that team for um, you know, uh, uh, more than a decade and, and have more, more recently now moved into the risk maturity framework area, which certainly will be a topic of discussion for us today. But before we jump right into the, the risk maturity framework, let's perhaps take half a step back for those folks who are not as familiar with the RMA uh, and talk a little bit about uh, the, the background of the RMA, uh, its mission, and, and how does then that tie into your efforts to, to help banks evaluate the maturity of their, of their risk programs? Yeah, I think that's a great place to start, Ed. So RMA, essentially, we are a member organization and we take uh, membership from financial institutions. And so we support them for um, providing sound risk management principles, um, which gets us right into the risk maturity framework where we have the nine pillars. RMA's mission, we actually touch on, we call our three pillars. Um, so the, the actual mission statement we have is to advance enterprise-wide risk management in financial services through education, products, and community. So we provide in-person and online training from enterprise bank level, executive training, board training, um, our products, we have our e-mentor product, our statement studies product, which can be thought as a banker's toolbox, and we provide industry benchmarking, but more importantly, through community. So we have roughly um, 33,000 RMA individual associates, but we also wow. have 100 RMA chapters that are located in the U.S., Canada, and few international RAND chapters. And these are run strictly voluntarily by our members, um, providing opportunities within their local communities for education, training, and networking through all stages of their financial services career. So um, if we think about our mission and the mission of our members is ultimately to be operating and performing at a risk mature level where RMA can help drive the soundness of all types of risk where we focus on credit risk, market risk, regulatory compliance, others, um, and all these aspects um, that are included as the nine pillars of the RMF. And that's kind of how we built that with the RMA mission um, in mind. Got it. So education, right, product and community, right? And clearly a very, you know, a wide footprint here within the financial institution community. Um, let's let's unpack that that last piece there of the of the risk maturity framework, which is clearly the area that you're you're concentrating on now. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, how how you how this came about and and perhaps how uh, and, the, and, and the work which was done to develop the RMF, but then really get into the, the nuts and bolts of 
when you talk to your members today, what are the types of questions you hear from them? What, what, are, you, what are you hearing um, banks talk about as it relates to their risk management programs? Clearly, there's a lot going on in the market these days, and this is, a, this is a, a, an area of significant interest. Yeah, so the RMF came about in 2019. Um, it came through our RMA mid-tier bank council. So these are individuals from the mid-tier level banks, um, and they came together, and in one meeting, um, there was a discussion on how banks um, can more accurately measure the risk maturity of their institution, and that's how we were introduced to the SRA team, and so together we formally created the risk maturity framework powered by Watchtower. Um, originally, I believe the um, first prototype was a was a um, Excel spreadsheet, but now is the full um, platform in the Watchtower product. Um, so um, I've been working on the risk maturity framework for just a couple of months, but I've been on many, many different bank calls. Um, so that's with our members and the SRA mutual clients. But the common theme that I've been hearing around um, is peer benchmarking. So how is my bank risk maturity and risk programs compare, comparing to my peers? Are we in alignment to the peers and the competitors? What do we need to do better? And where do we compare with those folks? Um, another common theme I've taken notice is um, the guidance from regulators. Um, banks are asking, how does the risk maturity rating compare to the regulatory, regulatory requirements and ratings? Um, and this is a great question that comes from banks to better understand that the risk maturity framework was specifically built with this in mind and the five-point rating system, creating better visibility and alignment with those regula regulator um, standards. Um, while the framework while using the framework, a bank and their teams will be able to better see where they can make those improvements and start setting up those plans to become a more risk mature organization moving forward. Are you are you hearing um, a few interesting things, kind of things that you mentioned there? You know, the, the five point rating system. Um, for those who want more information on that, we have a, a separate risk intel podcast on the three versus the five point uh, scheme there, where we had the um, RMA president from uh, one of the regions that you mentioned there, um, Shay uh, Beth Watson joined us to, to talk about that topic. Um, but can you go into this 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 concept of of the regulatory guidance and, and the regulators now coming in in the current market that we're in, right? Um, are you are you hearing anything from your members about about increased scrutiny or or um, you know regulators really? focusing on, on risk management programs in particular over the last six months? I do, um, especially, you know, with the recent current events, um, the regulators want to see um, what actions are institutions taking to prevent this. So becoming more proactive rather than reactive and developing the plans in order to com combat that issue that banks are right. facing today. Great. The other theme that you mentioned there uh, that you had heard in the marketplace was around around competitive intelligence or, or peer benchmarking. Um, do you have any sense as to how banks will you know, want to use that information? 
Yeah. So, um, you know, having been the product manager on our state and studies product, um, I actually love this question because, you know, benchmarking is kind of already what I've been um, used to in my career here at RMA. But the RMF peer benchmarking feature will enable the banks to view where their peers maturity levels are compared to where they fall within the market. Um, displaying where they need to be, and thus allowing them to plan more intelligently on how to get to that desired maturity level, especially if they're approaching growth. You know, a benchmark is generally just that baseline. And if you know what that baseline is, it will allow you to thoughtfully create goals and milestones ultimately to build and develop a roadmap to reach and eventually exceed that baseline. Um, I also think that revealing the benchmarking data can allow individual banks to focus on areas that really matter to them and where they're falling short compared to their peers and really hone in on those areas for improvement. Yeah, there was a great study a, a number of years ago um, around the impact of a uh, robust risk management program on the enterprise value of of organizations, and it showed that I think it was a Ernst and Young and HBR study that uh, financial institutions that had a more robust risk management program had a twenty five percent or something like that, uh, you know, um, uh, higher enterprise value. And so I think that this this point of being able to benchmark yourself and compare yourself from one institution to another will help you. Then I think you build that roadmap. I think it was the terminology you used there, right? Of how do you get to that desired maturity level? That roadmap is your action plan and, and allows you to hold yourself accountable to, to, to getting there. So I, I certainly you know, can see the, see the value in that. Um, I think I'm, I'm gonna, I might try and answer this question that I ask of you, the, the last question I have, which is, what do you think of the, uh, the, the value proposition is of the risk maturity framework and of peer benchmarking? I think I heard you talk a bit about safety and soundness there earlier. And that really comes to mind as I think part of the part of the value proposition. Is is that is that kind of what, what you think about when you think of the value proposition of the, the risk maturity framework? Yeah, absolutely. So if I think about it, um, the real value from using RMF comes in three different parts and, and maybe similar to the RMA mission, right? So um, I would say first is the gap analysis. So by completing the questionnaire, you get the full picture, the full view of your existing risk management program, knowing where you are today, knowing where the gaps are, knowing where you want to go. It really puts the gears in motion to improve those programs. So really having that gap analysis, I think, is, is the first value. Um, the second would be communication. Um, the RMF gives you the opportunity to align the communications between your first line of defense, your board, and the regulators to um, just become more aligned. And everybody, everybody knows what the goal is, and everybody knows where that plan is going to take us to reach those goals, right? Um, and I think the third um, is maybe a bit more aligned with my own character and kind of how I work, but is having a plan in place. So RMF, once you identify those gaps of your risk management program, it also acts as a project manager and therefore you can create the plan and what is it that we want to accomplish? How are we going to get there? Communicating with our stakeholders, creating tasks, assigning those tasks and creating um, the due dates for accomplishment. And um, all of this 
our, our features of the RMF, um, especially within those reporting features um, that SRE created in the dashboard. Um, so really it's creating that single source of, source of truth and aligning, aligning the goals of the institution um, to become more risk mature. Jay, thank you. That's that, you know, that last bit there really, I think hit the nail on the head of having a plan identifying what those gaps are and and and, and a pathway to to move forward mm -hmm. and then giving you a framework to communicate right whether that is to you know to your board to your investors to your your stakeholders to regulators um that those are, i think are really powerful messages for for all of our our listeners to to hear today thank you very much for being with us we appreciate it and we look forward to seeing you out there uh demonstrating and, and talking about the risk maturity framework in the in the coming weeks take care thanks ed bye-bye For more information on SRA, please visit srarisk.com. Watch or listen to our weekly Risk Intel podcast series or follow us on LinkedIn to learn more.